It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for To The Max Sports. Well, guys, we just ask that you hit that like and subscribe button. We've been on air now for close to, I guess, been about two years. Almost two years, yeah. Two years. And uh, unlike Hunter Biden, I'm not sitting here with my father. I do not forever hold a grudge. But it would be nice and much appreciated if you did hit that like and subscribe button. Yeah, okay. And who knows, you might even find a baggie of cocaine in the West Wing. Or find nuclear war plans next to the toilet. Well, you know, when I'm taking a dump, I think about nuclear Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay, man, let's talk about some sports. Yeah, guys, that unseen, caustic, pithy voice, that odds commentary, that is our master producer, <sighs> Brother Bob. Who's sitting down today. I normally sitting stand up, I'm sitting down. Yeah, I know. Everyone's been feeling a little under the weather, but we're back in action. So, Bob, um, did you pull up the um, Wimpenyaya? Well. You know, you think we'd be talking about his basketball talents. But for those of you who haven't seen it that are watching us on YouTube, which we highly recommend, we're going to show you the first pitch. And it was right up there, I think, in the annals of worst maybe top five worst i know gary delabate from the howard stern show don't forget carl that lewis was pretty bad carl lewis was bad okay so here we go but this one ranks up there take a look kids to the victor webinyama first pitch he will be the first pick on thursday night in the nba draft all right guys here we go seven four the wind up looks oh, good boy. let's see Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. They're they're more often awful than good, aren't they, when other sports try and come to the mound? If I had to break that down, his whole body was going. Thanks for watching. That wasn't as bad as his, uh, well, actually, that was worse than his opening debut, but. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Oh, no, it was worse than his opening debut. He played amazing in game two. Well, what's funny is everybody was talking about, oh, my God, a bust, you know, the the talking heads and blah, blah, blah. You know, despite that game, the first game, you know, he still averaged a double-double over two games. Oh, yeah. When you average everything in. So the kid will, will be all right. Have you been watching any of these summer league games? No. Actually, I've been watching it. It's kind of interesting. But you're seeing what you typically see in summer league, uh, mostly rookie games. Mm-hmm. Moments of brilliance, some boneheaded plays, um, some incoherent uh, play movement, uh, kind of rumbling, stumbling, bumbling. But, you know, it's it's been some interesting basketball. And that's kind of where I think the commentary on Victor stands out a little bit, is those boneheaded, mental mistakes, immature play that wasn't really talked about with him. One, one thing was talked about was he couldn't find a shot. So his first game, he struggled to find a shot. The one thing he didn't struggle with was def- defense in that first game. 
Definitely didn't struggle with it in the second game. Had some pretty nice blocks. That's what I think the casual fan is missing about Victor. He is going to be a defensive phenom. Yeah. Eight-foot wingspan. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Should I be getting a year image 180 times 180? No, probably not. That's a call out to our friend Max who's not here. Yeah, call out to Max. Well... At the end of the day, he's a 19-year-old kid. <clears throat> I think people are expecting him to come in like Will Chamberlain, score 40 points, get 20 rebounds, 10 assists in his first game, and it just wasn't going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, he showed what he's capable of. And and when you say people, I say idiots. Exactly. Anyone who expected him to be anything than what he was was an idiot. Yeah. He wasn't there to play a full game. He wasn't there to compete for a win in the NBA regular season. He was there to get some time on the floor, start to ramp up to NBA speeds and NBA physicality. He got a little bit of that in game one and his second game, he got a lot more of it Mm -hmm. performed really well. Mm -hmm. And now he shut down, which is pretty much other than the two games of the summer league, a bunch of my friends were predicting he wasn't going to play at all in the summer league. Well, I like the fact that they got his feet wet. Now, you got to remember, they had to have been crossing their fingers because Scoo got hurt his first game. Uh, the other kid, the third-round pick, he got hurt. Um, so, uh, was it him or Thompson? One of them got – so, you know, you just got to really cross your fingers. Well, that's that's also one of the things that I've, I've brought up over and over and over again about Victor. Scoot and Brandon, the second and third picks – what they didn't really spend a lot of time in their development doing was making sure their bodies physioli- physiologically were prepared for the rigors of professional basketball. Victor's been preparing his body for that for years. Although he did say he was extremely fatigued. Yes. But he's been playing a rigorous overseas schedule. I mean, he's been playing nonstop, what, football for, what, nine months now? Or why I said football, basketball. Right? Yeah. So I, I, I take the fatigue with a little, with a little bit of a grain of salt. One, when he was playing in the, in the French league, their maximum games per week were maybe two. They didn't play back to backs. They didn't play off play. It's a little bit more of a relaxed schedule. And that's a, that's another adjustment he needs to make. Some of that will come when he adds more, meat to the bone, if you will, which will give him that stamina. Yeah. I mean, he's like a, he's like a little greyhound who amazingly good runs out and then is like, okay, where's the couch? Yeah. And I think there's that, um, I mean, he's going to bring so much to the Spurs, but I did notice he's even in those games, he's kind of lost because it's kind of like they throw him the ball and then everyone stands around and watches to see what he does. And he's like, okay, let me, let me, everyone's watching me. Let me try to overperform. And I think if Pop gets that rotation going with a lot of ball movement, because mm-hmm. there was too much, I felt like he's out there on the high three. He's got the ball and he's like, oh shit. Well, let me dribble between my legs and then 
try to make a spin move, you know. There wasn't a lot of ball movement, not that Spurs ball movement that I think we're going to see in the regular season will actually make him feel more comfortable as opposed to handing the ball, everybody sits and watches to see what he does, Mm -hmm. which I saw a lot of, especially in that first game. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you about a kid who is really making waves. Anything else about basketball? I think as far as the drafts go, I think Houston did an amazing job. They got uh, that kid, Thomas, like with the 18th pick. Of course, they got uh, their players. uh, Yeah, I mean, with draft-wise, I think this draft could rival. And let me get my aviator glasses we'll, on. We'll see what happens with the Houston Rockets. My issue with the Houston Rockets is it's the Houston Rockets. And they'll find some way to shout upon themselves. Kind of like the Mets do in baseball? Yeah. Could you say, and I'm just speculating here, but I think with the Thompsons, uh, this um, Kaysan kid who's really good. Uh, I saw the Jazz pick, the number nine pick, and uh, this kid, Taylor Hendricks, not a name that jumps out at you, probably knowing you heard. Yeah. But watch this kid, number nine pick. I mean, this kid, he could be another Jazz steal that's always out there. But could this pick, this draft class could potentially rival and which one do you think was the best? 96 had Brian, Iverson, Camby, Marbury, Stefan. 1984, which to me probably was the best, had Jordan Barkley and Olajuwon in it. And then 2003, another good one, you had Wade, James, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh. I think it's way too early for a lot of reasons. I think let's get, let's get five years down the road. One of my problems with the NBA draft, but it's not a problem, it's an observation. Once you get down past a 10 or 11th pick, you're getting to players that you're not going to see for a year or two. They're not going to have any impact year one because they're not going to see the floor year one. So you're going to have maybe 9 to 12 players that you're going to see in an NBA regular season game having an impact on the game. Out of the top. 25 out of all of the drafted. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're not going to see a second round draft pick get a sniff of the floor unless he's mopping it. So let's, let's see where it pans out, you know, at the top of the draft, if you want to, if you want to evaluate the top three or the top five. Yeah. Let's, let's get about halfway through the season and then see how it goes. Still. I am still maintaining my bet. Victor Wembignana against the field for rookie of the year. Uh, Scoot Henderson, for yeah, okay. sure. Well, he's in the field. Yeah, he's he'll be the rookie of the year. Yeah, okay. We'll see. You can all want. You know, I'm. I may be in doubt a lot. Uh, I may be wrong, but I'm never in doubt. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, they're back, and I am a long-suffering Cincinnati Reds fan, going to baseball. And a couple pods ago, I mentioned a kid named Ellie Dela Cruz. Mm-hmm. This this kid's doing things that you just don't see in baseball. I mean, he's been in thirty games, thirty okay. games plus, forty hits in those thirty games with fifteen stolen bases. Okay, 
in the history of the major leagues since time immemorial, going back to 1890. No one's ever done that in their first 30 games. Okay. Add on the fact that he's hit for the cycle already, and he's stolen for the cycle. Did you see the other day? I did. I mean, I I did see it in the crawl. Yeah. Stall first, second, third, and home. So maybe as a long-suffering Reds fan, they're back. They've got a good young nucleus of players with Steer, Joey Votto's leading the team at 39 in sluggage percentage. So, you know, I just got to give a shout out to the Reds because I'm a long-suffering Reds fan. They blew up a decent team a couple years ago and, and now they've got this young movement project going. So we'll see it's, what happens. It's good for baseball writ large when the Reds are in the conversation. I mean, there are, there are a few other teams that we want in the conversation, and it's good for baseball. You got your Dodgers, your Yankees, your Giants, your Cardinals. Your Red Sox. Your Red Sox. I would say the Cubs, Cubs are in there as well. Yeah. And – a little bit the Braves, yeah, but which are just oh, they're tearing uh, yeah, it up too. They're, they're otherworldly right now. So I, I mean, I think it's good for baseball. Did you watch any of the home run derby? I didn't. I'm not going to lie. Aww, what did I miss? Nothing. Yeah, uh, you missed a bunch of dingers. They hit a bunch of dingers, which I've seen for the last thirty years of the home run derby. Yeah, I found, I mean, I don't know if Otani. It's kind of like the slam dunk contest at some point. You know, maybe if you got a guy standing on a car or scaffold and and he's standing up 40 feet high and they're throwing him and he's, you know, they got to they gotta, they gotta come up with something because shit's getting boring. No, I, th- I, th- I think it's good the way it is. I think it was unfortunate that Otani had the blister. I would have liked to have seen Otani out there. Yeah. But what I worry about if I was an A's fan, well... If I'm an A's fan, I got a lot of worries right now. Well, but if, if I'm an Angels fan, you got I mean, a lot of an, an Angels fan, yeah. is my best hitter is going to go up and play the home run derby. And that is not a stroke that a batter uses no. in a regular game. So if they do two or three rounds of the home run derby, what does that do to their rhythm? What does that do to their psyche? Are they able to come right back to it? That's my fear. I've actually uh, heard. From people who have, well, not her personally, but read players that have participated in the home run derby, and those have that declined the home run derby just for those reasons. It's it's effed up their swing mm-hmm. because it's totally you know antithetical to what they're normally. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're being thrown marshmallows by somebody they know. Yeah, I mean, they're just stroking the ball, and that's not what you get during a game. So that's my fear. I'm hoping that Otani comes back from his blister. He is not – this is another one of my predictions. He is not an angel at the end of the season. Well, they've got to try to get some value for him. And probably – they probably already asked him, where do you want to go? Yankees, Dodgers, this or that. And now they're making phone calls to those teams saying, yeah, we're going to back up the Brinks truck. We got the money. We've got about nine prospects we'll give you just for the opportunity to send him our way. So, yeah, I mean, you got to 
figure it's going to be the usual suspects. I think it's two, maybe three teams, and I think it's the West Coast. I don't think he's going to end up a Yankee. Can they afford him? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. The I'm, Dodgers can. Dodgers. That's the Dodgers are the leading candidate according to analysts. Yeah. At the end the, of the day, the Giants have come in recently as a possibility. Okay. And people are talking Mariners as well. Okay. It, I mean, if I'm Otani and I want to be have competitive success, it's the Dodgers or the Giants. It's not the Mariners. Well, the Mariners have a history of of great Asian. I mean, who is the the Japanese guy that played for years, Azuki or can't remember his name. He's three thousand hit guy. Yeah, you know what the Mariners don't have a great history of? Winning World Series rings. No, but they got a good young team. But at this point, you know whoever they whoever trades for uh, Otani is already going to have him pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered because they're not going to give up prospects in August to lose a guy in November. See, and that's where I think the what the marketplace will bear for Otani will be very, very interesting. Cause if I'm going to, if I'm going to take Otani on the off chance that I'm going to, that I may lose him as well. Am I going to give up that much of a haul to yeah. pull him in the building? Maybe, maybe farm prospects. Yeah. But not that much money, not that much other stuff. It's, it's a very interesting argument, but if the, if the angels don't trade him, by August, they're getting nothing for him because he exactly. is not an angel next year. Well, that's why they're going to try to, you know, get something for him. That's the same situation going back to basketball that Portland's in. You know, you got you got Dame, and he's 33. He looks like he's uh, on top of his game, but, you know, hey, we're going to get something for you if we're going to trade you. Mm-hmm. And I think the angels are in the same situation. You know, they've got to make a trade. They've got to get prospects for this guy. So I heard one one person uh, uh, make the observation that Otani's uh, blister, you know which finger it's on? Mm-hmm. It's on his middle finger. And it's kind of the, giving the middle finger to the to the Angels organization. Well, you know, the and the Angels, Angels fans. At the end of the day, the Angels haven't put together a, you know, when you got a star player, put together some players around him. And I understand they got Trout, and they do have some offensive weapons, but they never put together, you know, the pitching around him. That's what makes a guy like, I hate to go back to Joey Votto, but, you know, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, and there's something to be said. He's he's beloved, but he was willing to stay with that team through thick and thin. He's never going to win a World Series, but he had a Hall of Fame career, and he was happy where he was at. And, That's uh, in in this day and age, that is an exception, not a rule. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But it's—I mean—it seems like Trout is that way. Trout could have walked. Yeah. And and when you talk about what the Angels have in their clubhouse right now, you got Trout, one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah. You have Otani, one of the best hitters in well, baseball. If not the best, yeah. Well, he's definitely the best statistically right now. And a, and a damn good pitcher. You get a twofer. And a darn good pitcher which is very interesting to see as we come into next season what that market looks like for Otani. How it's, do you value Otani? It's going to be crazy because if I'm his agent, which I'm imagining it's probably Scott Boris, I'm just going to assume. I don't think so. But when you think about it, 
So you go to the bargaining table and you say, I want top 10 pay as one of the top pitchers in baseball. And I want top 10 pay as one of the top hitters in baseball. The, the, the and I want them both. And I want them both combined. Yep. So you're probably looking at like a 10-year, $600 million deal? I'm just for starters. What, what do you do? Uh, Otani's agent is Nez Boleto. Okay, well, Nez is getting right, fixing to get real rich. Yeah, this is this is kind of that agent's dream. Yeah, so I'm probably doing a 10-year, $600 million deal. Now, know? there's something we said that he makes a lot of money from other things. Oh, and a Rolex watch. He makes, Otani makes a lot of money from other things. He came to Major League Baseball two years earlier, knowing that if he had waited two years, he was going to make significantly more money. So I don't know if the money is a big motivator for him. So Money's always a motivator for the most part. If it wasn't, he'd stay with the Angels and sign a, a friendly deal. Yeah, but... I understand the winning. But but you have a franchise that has shown no ability to be competitively successful in the long term and into the postseason. Yeah. So if you want to be in the postseason, if you want to be relevant in the postseason, Angels ain't the franchise to be playing for. No, no, I mean, I, I get it. I'm, I'm going to go out there and say, having discussed all this, I, I'm opening up at 10 years, $600 million. Yeah, probably something like that. Which is probably probably a, a bargain, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a major draw. You get as, more, as long as he keeps on playing at this at near these levels, oh yeah, it's a bargain. His June, his June was the best June on record. On record. Ever. Yeah. I know. He he he's speaking when he needs to. The last season of his contract. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. And he's a really nice guy. You know, I saw something else just sticking with the baseball theme. There was a guy that did like a $5 Vegas bet. And he basically took the Reds to win the division. Just whoever's gotten the division lead right now mm-hmm. is who he picked. He stands to win about $1.5 million. If everyone he picked that's in first place right now. Stays in first place. Well, I wish him all the best of luck. It ain't going to end up that way. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Too bad he didn't do a midseason bet. The All-Star game was entertaining. I yeah. did enjoy that. I mean, that was a that was a fun game. It was close. It was competitive. I, I like the aspects of the All-Star game that they do for the broadcast yeah. that they don't do a lot of in the regular season. Miking up players, being out in the field. I think that's interesting. And that four-player lineup... Right there at field level, was it Alex Rodriguez, Poppy, Derek, was it Derek Jeter down there? Yeah. I forget who were the four down there. It was just crazy. Well, you know, everyone's trying to figure out ways to draw eyeballs now, especially when it comes to these all-star games. So they got to come up with new and creative ways and good for baseball, you know, and, and you got these young prospects coming up like Dela Cruz, LA Dela Cruz and, you know, baseball is exciting for me now. I got to tell you, I'm more excited now about basketball than I have been in a long time. Oh, yeah. Because I really like this crop of kids that, that are coming up in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess the other thing we haven't talked about is football. 
Do you have your I don't care button? Absolutely. You want to hit it now or you want to wait? Are we going to talk about Aaron Rodgers? I said I don't care. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets will be on HBO's. Um, yeah, I heard that this morning. Video. And that should be interesting. Because to me, uh, what's the show called, Hella? It's been so hard knocks. Hard knocks. It's it's been it's it's been rough knocks to watch that crap the last couple of years. But this could be one of their more interesting storylines because their storylines have gotten really stupid. They've gotten scripted and they've gotten really bad. Well, guess what happened the last time the Jets were on Hard Knocks? Tell me. They made the playoffs. <laughs> They'll make the playoffs this year. That's what everyone's saying. Yeah. They might make the Super Bowl. I doubt that. The defense is Super Bowl ready. They've got a Super Bowl ready quarterback. They've got wide receivers. They they have the pieces. They're going to be a very dangerous team. The AFC is going to be really really competitive. See, that's my point. I mean, I got I mean, I got your Kansas City Chiefs. I got your I got your LA Chargers. I got your Buffalo Bills. Miami. I got your Miami. You got your. I got your Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Even it, Cleveland. It's, it's not a walk in the park. And that's no. what we all said in the off season. It's like, okay, AA Ron, if you want a quote unquote, easier path to the Super Bowl, stay in the NFC because there is a cream of the crop in the NFC and then there's a drop-off. There is not that much. I mean, the cream of the crop in the AFC is wide, and then there's a drop-off. Yeah. But to his credit, he accepted the challenge. Uh, he's surrounding himself with a really good playoff-ready, if not Super Bowl-ready team. And at his age, you know, let's face it, it's it's Super Bowl or bust. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that that'll measure his success. Yeah, I mean, I it'll it'll be interesting our conversations if, not if, when they don't make the Super Bowl. What we say about what does this, what does that season mean for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you know it's crazy. We're only two short months away from football. Yep, it's yep. Right we have, around the corner. We have camp starting up in like twelve days. Yeah. Can I make my annual pitch for one of my favorite players ever? He, This is for the senior voting in the Hall of Fame. Let me ask you this. I'm not going to give his name yet. But do you think a four-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl, led his team to the Super Bowl once, was, what, 10 seconds away from winning it? Only one of five guys to win four or more passing titles? Only guy to win two passing titles uh, consecutively in two different decades. Do you think those stats are Hall of Fame worthy? Just based on the information I just gave you? Sounds times? sounds worthy. And for God's sakes, get Ken Anderson in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay. They did Riley, you know, Ken Riley, who was a great defensive player, but... Anderson deserves to be in it. And I think if he had won that Super Bowl against your cool Joe, which it wasn't his fault he lost, cool Joe was just marched him down the field and won it. Well, twice. Yeah. Um, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably. 
I just want to end on that, man. Uh, come on. Not just because I'm a Bengals fan, but Ken Anderson deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Any other thoughts, things, musings before we conclude? No, not really. It's been a, an interesting week, having spent basically three days in isolation and seclusion earlier this week. And but you know what? You came out of your deathbed for the show. And for that, I'm forever grateful. It's a really, it's such a weird experience to be in the hospital for a couple, three days. Yeah. And that cocoon you're in. Yeah. Where the world, like, pretty much doesn't exist. Were you on uh, IVs or anything? A little bit of IVs first off, but then it was orals and just yeah. sitting there. Did you just want to do a Jack Nicholson, just tear out all the IVs, grab a, a big Indian and and jump in a car and drive off? No, because I was in a little bit of pain, and I needed them to manage that pain. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're on the men, Brother Bob, because we need you. Better life through chemicals. There, There is no show without Brother Bob. Yeah, there's something. You want to do a couple of trivias? Sure, let me find my stack. If you can't find it, I can just hand you this one. No, I had a stack. What about my stack? Stack. It's not in the White House cubby hole, is it? Oh, stop it. Stop hey, it. Yeah, you know it's amazing. While you're looking for your stack, hmm. they can chase Grandma down who wandered into the Capitol, but she can't find who left a powdery white substance in the White House? Come on, man. Here you go. Let me give you No, this. I got it. I got it. Right. Doesn't matter of getting over to it. You better hurry up before I go on a political rant. Oh, you can try it. I just... Okay. <coughs> Pick a subject. By the way, if you want to play along, we are doing sports rules trivia. Where we ask each other sports rules trivia. It is single elimination. Play along at home. You should surely beat us because we suck at this. So everybody mm. knows the game's not rigged. Give me, like give me, give me, get. Really? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Really? Everyone knows he got 81 million votes, 10 million more than a Barack. Everybody knows that. If everyone knows that, why was there no evidence? I'm just going to say that. Why was every court case thrown out for lack of evidence? Okay, give me, give me pro football. Okay, pro football. Or football, whatever's on your card. This is actually college. Yeah, okay. John intercepts a pass in his own end zone, attempts to run it out, but is tackled in the end zone. What is the ruling? It's a touchback. It's a touchback. It is John Steen's ball on the 20-yard line. And you're scaring me. We got the first question answered correctly. And John's an idiot. John is an idiot. Run a... Don't get tackled in your own freaking end zone. If you can have an opportunity to avoid getting hit by another big boy, put your knee down and avoid getting hit by another big boy. What's wrong with you, John? Okay, you tell me what you want. Don't matter. Ladies' choice. Okay. Golf. Golf. By the way, Michelle Wee, great career. That was a cool ending. She didn't have a great round, but the 20... 20-foot putt to Anderson. She had a great ending of, the, that, of was that round, cool. yeah. It's almost like it was meant to be. I love storybook endings like that. And 
Good luck, Michelle. We and your other endeavors. I wish she had focused more on just playing LPGA events earlier in her career. But, but it was kind of cool. You, you know, she was one of the OGs that went out there and competed with the boys. And I actually was only two strokes away from making the cut. Yeah. And beat about 50 other PGA men in that round when she did compete in some of those tournaments. A lot of people, when they're talking about that, reflect on what um, Tiger Woods' dad, Earl Woods, told him or said about Tiger's like, we're going to play at one age group. He's going to beat the crap out of everyone at that age group. Yeah. He's going to beat the crap out of everyone at the next one. He's going to beat the crap out of everyone at the next one. And I'm going to instill a confidence in that he's going to play every tournament yeah. and he's going to win. Yeah. He's going to win. Well, Michelle kept her sex. She kept our identity and she competed with the boys. Yeah. Good for her. Okay. Golf. Golf. A young seedling. A young seedling. That was me one day. Which is out of bounds. Okay. Interferes with John's swing. Can John pull up the seedling without penalty since the seedling is out of bounds? Well, if it's out of bounds, why why is he even hitting the ball? He's out of bounds. He has to... I think he's in bounds and it probably is impeding his backswing. Well, if he's addressing the ball, he's, he's got to keep that young seedling there. He can't touch it, even if it is out of bounds. So I'm going to say, no, the seedling remains in place. Yep, the seedling remains in place. And I think it's just one of those things, if it had been a an unattached branch that was just there, that's okay to remove. But an actual natural hazard yeah you can't do anything to it well you know what let's end on a tie break for once yeah yeah. thanks for joining again listen to us on apple spotify all that good stuff pull us up on youtube hit that like and subscribe if you stuck around this long we really appreciate it we don't do it for money we do it for fun and uh anything else bob enjoy the uh last couple rounds of wimbledon i have been very much enjoying it there's two semifinal matches tomorrow. I will be firmly ensconced in a sports chair to watch the um, uh, the one with the young gun. Uh, now I forget his name. Uh, dog it, Djokovic and Alcaraz. I okay. think they're playing. So that'll be a fun one. Until next week, we'll see you. Peace As out. Always. O H I O. 